We are continuing the study of the I am's of Jesus and I am the resurrection and the life. This is the second sharing of I am the resurrection and the life. And like I said last week, I'm not certain how many of these I will deal with the resurrection. And then another thought is you're always, if you're dealing with Christ, you're always dealing with the resurrection because Jesus said of himself, I am the resurrection and the life. And as we look at this, I want you to keep that in mind. The resurrection isn't an event. The resurrection is a person. It's the person of Jesus Christ. He is the resurrection and the life. And if we look at the, the scripture with that in mind, and we see it by the Spirit of God, I believe we will have a clarity come in our hearts, a clarity of understanding of the Lord in regards to resurrected life and what it is. And so we'll just see how long the Lord deals in this before we move in the life. And it's the same thing. If you're teaching the resurrection, you're teaching the life because the life is him. Both of these are the same thing. He is the resurrection. He is the life, just like we've been through the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So John 5, we're going to start in John 5, where we were at last week, verse 19. And if you haven't listened to last week, I suggest you do that. But you can listen to this one first. John 5, 19 says, Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that himself doeth, doeth and he will show him greater works than these that you may marvel. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the son quickeneth whom he will. I'm going to pause for a second. The word quickeneth them, the word actually them, and the King James is italicized, meaning it's not there in the original. So as the father quickeneth, even the son quickeneth whom he will, because the father's working in the son. That's what Jesus said. The father works and I work. And what the father did is raised Christ from the dead, raised Jesus out from among the dead. For the Father judgeth no man, but have committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so have he given to the Son to have life in himself, and have given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Marvel not at this, 
For the hour is coming in, in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. And we talked about this last week, the resurrection of life and the resurrection of damnation. And just to refresh your minds for a moment, what is good? Apostle Paul in Romans 3 says, there's none good, no, not one. So what good do you and I do to come to the resurrection of life? I believe it's as simple as to believe on him that God hath sent. I believe that's how you come to the resurrection of life. If you think that Jesus is the resurrection, and it would be the same thing with the resurrection of damnation, he that believeth not is condemned already. So, so it would be the same resurrection to one he's life, to another he's death. And I believe Paul says that, life unto life, uh, death unto death. And, and John says that, he that hath the Son have life, he that have not the Son have not life. Glory to God. Now, I want us to hear what Jesus said is recorded here in John 5. Verily, verily, verse 24, I say unto you, he that hear, hears my word and believes on him that sent me hath everlasting life. So uh, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And we're going to look at these scriptures. The sound of the word of God went into all the earth. The voice of the Son of God began to sound as Jesus come upon the earth. Before he came, the voice of God was coming through prophets, uh, through his works through the Red Sea, through the crossing of Jordan. All this was God speaking. God spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. And he spoke in various ways, it says in the book of Hebrews 1. But at the last time, in this last time, he has spoken to us in his son or by his son, in son. So God began to speak through the person of Jesus Christ, and he declared in the prophets that it is required for them to hear it. That's in the book of Deuteronomy 18, that the Jews were to hear, or the Israelites were to hear the prophet that God was going to send upon the earth with his words. And Jesus declared he was that one, that he had the words of God. He began to declare the words of God, and he that heareth passes from death to life. And in that definition of hear, I guess it could mean you just physically hear, but there's more to it. Hear and understand, hear and receive, hear and know. And there's a passing as you hear, as you receive this word out of death into life, because this word is the word of life. It come up on the earth through the person of Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, now is the time when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. And when we go and we look at Lazarus in John 11, we, I believe, see a picture of this in John 11, verse 32. 
It says, then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold, how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Jesus, therefore, again groaning in, in himself, cometh to the grave. It was a cave and a sta stone lay, that, lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye the, away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, said I not unto thee, if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. So he said what he said into the earth that they might believe. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. Here the dead came forth with the voice of the Son of God. There's no other voice that brings the dead forth. None other. Just come to my mind as I was saying this, Elisha and the dead man falling down on his bones back in the book of Kings and how he come forth through him. And to me, that just spoke of Christ, that we come forth through him only through the resurrection. Only through the voice of resurrection. Lazarus doesn't come forth any other way but through the voice of, a re of the resurrection. Jesus said all that were in the graves or all that are in the graves will come forth at his voice. And he said now is the time when the dead will hear his voice over 2,000 years ago. And we looked at Ezekiel 37 last week of how the dry bones uh, that Ezekiel saw was the whole house of Israel that was in their graves. Now they weren't, the whole house of Israel at that time wasn't necessarily literally in graves. In fact, in the gospels, it's spoken of the uh, Pharisees, I believe, the Pharisees or Sadducees that they are whited tombs full of dead man's bones. So the religious people were filled with the dead because there's no religion that could give life. It took the voice of the Son of God. And Lazarus, I believe, is a picture of what Jesus was going to do in the resurrection, that the dead was going to come forth through his voice. Lazarus, come forth. That's what we do as we hear his voice. We come forth from the dead. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. 
John 12, 27 says, John chapter 12, 27, now, Jesus says, now is my soul troubled, what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven. Here's a voice saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thunders. Others said, an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. So see, see, he's declaring it. He's the word of God. So Jesus is standing up on the earth and declaring, now is the judgment of the world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. What made that real is him. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He said it. Just like God said in the world is, would Jesus come and begin to declare of himself what the prophets had said? And it is. He, he went into death himself. He came out of death as the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And here it says, he said, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, we have heard out the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, the Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is the Son of Man? Then said Jesus unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. The power of his words in the earth are astounding. There's no light but his light. There's no light of God but seeing through Christ. All the light of the old covenant, I believe, came to its conclusion in him. And now to see and know and understand is to see and know through Christ Jesus the Lord. Hallelujah. So this voice comes up on the earth that says, Now the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. And that voice is now in a many-member body, that same voice. And in the book of Revelation, the apostle John heard a voice. And that voice in John 1, or not John 1, Revelation 1, was the sound of many waters. So many people are carrying that one voice. Many believers, but one voice, one word, glory to God, one Christ, one body. And where that voice goes, there is life. That's what this voice brings forth is life. And he says he is the life. So if I pass out of death into life, I could easily say I pass from the natural man, the Adamic man who was in death, into the spiritual man who is life. That's the passing from death to life. And I pass there in Christ. That's why I'm lifted up with him at the cross. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And this he said, signifying how he should die, because he was going to bring us to death, to the old man. 
in order that we might live in his life, that we might come to life. And see, the resurrection is not us living our lives. It's not that at all. That's what's programmed in our mind when we think about resurrection is someday we're going to live our lives forever. <laughs> well, that's not, I don't believe that's the resurrection. The resurrection is Christ, and you and I, as we are in Christ, are in the resurrection. Now, this voice that came up on the earth, it declared it's now. And why it was now was because he was now. He was now come. It's like he said to the woman of Samaria. The woman of Samaria in John 4. Verse 21, Jesus saith unto her, Believe, woman, believe me, the hour comes, cometh, when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. The hour cometh and now is. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship for, for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour comes and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father's sake of such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Think about this, folks. No longer were they going to go to that old covenant temple to come to God. Now, that's powerful if you think about it. Why? Because this voice came. Because this declaration came. This word of covenant came. This covenant in Christ came upon the earth and declared his word. And now we live in his word. We don't go to a temple in the Middle East to come to the presence of God. We come to the presence of God through the living word himself, through believing on Jesus Christ. He's the word. And that word is so powerful, it's coming out of the mouths of men and women all over the earth, and souls and hearts are hearing that word, and when they hear that word and receive it, they come out of death into life. My Lord, what a salvation we're in. What a participation. We participate with him. As he's revealed in us, we declare him to others. <laughs> and that word that comes out of us is filled with life because it's him in us. It's the word of him that's made real in us. It's not my words. It's like Jesus said, the words are not mine. The works are not mine, Jesus said, but they're the Father's. Honey, when we give a word of life to somebody, when we speak to someone's soul and they receive that word and they come into life, that word's not of us. Now, it's of us that we're joined to the Lord, but it didn't originate out of us. It come from Christ. It's the word of Christ that's alive in us. That's why that word has so much power is because he's living in us, just like Jesus said of the Father, 
The Father that sent me is with me. The words that I speak, they're not mine, but the Father in me doeth the works. That's what Jesus said. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. So, so this living word is in us, and we're declaring it in the earth. It's being made real, and we're speaking it. This is a resurrection word. Well, how's it resurrection? Well, we think of the resurrection as just these physical bodies walking around forever, being raised up out of graves. What about the grave of humanity? What about the pit of humanity? In Adam, all died, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. says, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. Verse 21, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that are Christ that is coming. And I just want to speak to this just one second. And we may really get into this next week, but for one moment at his coming, in John 14, I want you to see this. John 14, go flip back to John 14. He says in, let's start verse 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide, he may abide with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live. You will live also. There's resurrection. You live in also because he lives. In that day, you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and will disclose myself to him. Judas, not as scary, said to him, Lord, what has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? How can this be? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our abode with him. At his coming, at his coming, then they that are his at his coming. See, Jesus said, my father and I shall come and make our abode with you. I will disclose myself to you. At that day, you will know I am in the father. The father is in me and I'm in you. Hallelujah to the lamb of the living God. So we know we're in Christ, and Christ is in us because he has come in us, and we are raised up together with him as one with him. Now, just read a few more verses here in John 14, 20, 14 verse 24. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine. But the fathers who sent me, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. 
but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send his name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So the Spirit's going to bring his word and declare it, disclose it, because it's going to disclose him. That's what the Holy Ghost is going to do. It's going to disclose the resurrection. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Romans 5, Romans 5 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. So here's death. Death came through one man, man, and Adam all die, and Christ shall all be made alive. Now in Christ Jesus, ye that were Far off are made nigh by the blood of the Lamb. Because by the blood of the Lamb, this man that was in sin, that caused sin to enter in the world, was cut off. Jesus died to him. So we are dead with him to the man of sin in order that we might live unto God in Christ. We have passed from death to life. That's what John says in John 5. That's what 1 John says, that we have passed from death to life. He that hath the Son have life. See, death is in Adam. Life is in Christ. If we can hear that, that's resurrection. You're raised out of death, out of that that's in Adam. You're taking. The, the grave clothes, the mind of Adam, that that you were clothed upon with is done away in, in Christ. And you're put, and what's put up on you is a new clothing, a new mind, a new heart, a new understanding to live in that of God. Honey, everything that's of Christ, we could call it resurrection. Because we didn't have it before. We had him. See, see, what's been taught us is the resurrection is an event someday. But I'm telling you, the resurrection is a person. A person. Look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians chapter 2 says, And you have he quickened who were dead. There's the dead. The dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. So, wherein in past time you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, the past time. Remember Hebrews 1, at the end of that time God sent forth his son, that's Galatians, but he spoke at the last time in son, Galatians at the fullness of the time God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. So we're in past time. In past time, we were in trespasses and sins and we were under the voice of the law. That's what we were under. And we walked according to the course of this world. That's what we walked according to. And the law showed us our sin. 
And we had our conversations, just like Paul says here, among whom we also had our conversation, time past in the lust of flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others, but God, who is rich in his mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. So here's how you're saved. You are quickened together with Christ, raised from the dead. See, the dead was where you walked. That's where you walk, the dead. In Adam all die, the natural man. That's death. I don't know how many scriptures we'd have to look at to get that point across, but death is in him. The carnal mind, Paul says, is death, and the spiritual, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So now we're in Christ. We've been made alive with him. This is what happens to us when we receive him. We are made alive with him. In other words, joined to him. Just like we were joined to Adam. <laughs> we were joined to Adam from our mother's womb, from birth. We came out a man. Few days and full of trouble. That's how we came out. We came forth. Now we're in Christ. We don't have a few days and we're not full of trouble anymore because now in Christ Jesus, we've been made nigh through the blood of the Lamb and we're built for a habitation of God by the Spirit. Now look back here at Ephesians 2 again, but God is rich in his mercy for his great love where he loved us even when we were dead in sins, have quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So here's what happened. We are raised up in heavenly places. The word places isn't there. So in the heavenlies, in the heavenly one. I believe is how we could say this together in the heavenly Christ Jesus. This is the heavenly. The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. So everything pertaining to Christ is heavenly. So if you want to know what heaven's like, <laughs> I believe it's a whole lot like Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That in the ages to come, in the coming age, see that age was ending right there or had ended at the cross. And it was being taken off the earth, that age of the law during Paul's day. And that in the ages to come, we're going to show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. See, we're not preaching the law anymore. <laughs> Glory to God. We're preaching the exceeding riches of his grace. We're preaching what he did. By grace, you're saved. Oh, 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 hallelujah. That's what we're declaring in the earth. This is the voice that's going forth in the earth. That, the, that through the exceeding riches of him, 
the riches of his grace and his kindness toward us, we're saved. We're not under law. But let us get under this voice of life. Let us get under this voice that causes us to come up out of graves and put off the grave clothes. Not, not be like, <laughs> like Lazarus there in the beginning. He was raised out from the dead or out, out of the tomb, come forth at the voice, and he was still clothed up on with the grave clothes. Sometimes I think that's what we're like. We're still clothed up on in the carnal mind. We still think like a man, a natural man, in things pertaining to God. We, we think we're under the law. We don't know the power of this Christ that's in us. We don't know the power of this word that's in us, but he wants to show us that. He wants us confident in his word. He wants us to declare it in the earth. My God, because this word will shake kingdoms. This word will, will bring people forth in the life of Jesus Christ. It does what God sent it to do. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Let's look at a couple more places here today couple more places in Isaiah 42 and then Isaiah 59 and Romans 10. Isaiah 42 says, verse 5, thus saith the Lord, saith God the Lord, he that created the heavens and stretched them out, he that spread forth the earth and that which cometh out of it, he that giveth breath unto the people upon it and spirit to them that walk therein, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. Boy, I love that. The resurrection is a covenant. See, Jesus is the resurrection. So he was given for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. So now we walk in the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in him to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. I am the Lord, that is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. Behold, the former things are come to pass and new things do I declare before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Now I'm gonna tell you what the new things were he was talking about is the new creation of God in Christ Jesus, this glorious work of the cross that brings us out of death into life. That's the new thing. That's what he was talking about. Before it springs forth, before it comes forth from the earth. I'll tell you, sing unto the Lord a new song. See what? We're not singing the song that was under the law. We're singing a new song. We're singing praises to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who have redeemed us by his own blood unto God, we are declaring his glory, his magnificence, and all that pertains to him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God, declaring his praise all over the earth. That's a new song. Was that it was then? 
Isaiah was declaring the day of Christ. He, that's what he was declaring. Search the scripture. In them you think you have life, but these are they that testify me. So he was declaring a new thing. He was declaring the resurrection himself. Christ being raised from the dead and a people being united to him and coming forth. The same thing Ezekiel, when Ezekiel went into the valley of dry bones and God asked him, can those bones live? And Ezekiel says, thou sayest, thou sayest, Lord, and, and prophesy to those bones. And those bones came together as a great and mighty army, the army of the Lord. And God's spirit entered into them and they stood up on their feet and they had life. Oh, hallelujah. That's what's happened to us. God's spirit has entered into us. And now we're standing in Christ and we have life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Isaiah 59, Isaiah 59, 21. And as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith Jehovah, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith Jehovah from henceforth and forever. So this word that was put in his mouth, just like Jesus said, the words are not mine, but they're the Father's. Now, we have received that word. It was given to his seed, his apostles, his disciples. And his apostles began to declare that word. And then those that received it begin to declare that word. That's how this is fulfilled. Nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith Jehovah, from henceforth and forever. So when this word started sounding, it was from henceforth and forever. That's what Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not. So when it started sounding in the earth, the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That's an eternal word. That's an everlasting gospel, everlasting good news that those that hear that word and receive it come forth in his glorious life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Now, John 17, John 17 says, Now they know that all things, verse 7, Now they know that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are from thee. For the words which thou gavest me I have given unto them. See, thy seed. And thy seed, seed. So Jesus gave his disciples his word, and they received them and knew of truth that I came forth from thee, and they believed that thou didst send me. Here you go. I pray not, I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me, for they are thine, and all things that are mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Glory to God. Then then on down in Verse 20, he says, Neither for these only do I pray, but for them also that believe on me through their word. So now this word that has come forth out of his mouth is in the mouth of his apostles and prophets, his disciples, and it's gone forth out of their mouths into the earth. 
And now Jesus not only prayed for them, but he prayed for all those that would receive their word. That's, that's the fulfillment of Isaiah. There were a red will ago in Isaiah unto thy seed and thy seed's seed. So it just keeps going, this same everlasting gospel of Christ. And, he's, and he prayed that the glory that thou has given, or neither pray, I, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm excited, but neither for these only do I pray, but for them also which believe on me through their word, that they may be one as we are one. Father, even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me, and the glory which thou hast given me, I have given them, that, that they may be one as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be perfected in one, that they may know that thou didst send me, and lovest them as thou hast loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory. Here's that glory, that you'd see the glory of God. You see the glory of God in the resurrection. You see Christ in glory in you. That's, honey, that's what happens in the resurrection. That, that, you know, when he, when he told Martha that you would see or might see the glory of God, however he said that, we read it earlier, but here it is in fulfillment, that they might be one and behold my glory. Be with me where I am. Be transformed into the same image by beholding my glory. You're talking about our resurrection, Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration being transfigured in, before them and told them not to declare it, until after the resurrection, because that was the resurrection and life. Hallelujah, that they were looking upon, they were looking upon him in his glory. That's what you and I should be seeing as we eat his flesh and drink his blood. We should be seeing the Lord in his glory and understand that the Lord in his glory has fulfilled the house, the house that you and I are. Now, one more set of scripture on this word. And will be done. I could probably go on and on today in Romans 10. Romans 10, for Christ, verse 4, for Christ is the end of the law, for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. Well, we don't live by them. We live by Christ. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. Again, here's the resurrection. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, the Father works and the Son works. Look, the Father quickeneth and the Son quickeneth. Look at this. If thou shalt believe in thine heart that God hath quickened him, raised him, made him alive from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Paul says we're saved by his life. His life is resurrection life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture 
saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all. Here's rich again. Unto all that call upon him, the riches of his salvation, the riches of his glory. For whosoever calleth on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. My Lord, what a gospel. The gospel of peace, we're bringing good tidings unto all men. My Lord, what a gospel. Bring good tidings. Jesus has raised from the dead and set you free from sin and shame. Eat of his flesh and drink of his blood and be raised up in his life. That's good news. That's real good news. And then he goes on and says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who have believed their report, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, they that hear and believe. There's John 5 again. Have they not all heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth, and their words into the ends of the world. Now, that's something to think on. That's something to think on. The sound and voice of this went into the whole earth. The voice of Christ went into the whole earth. Now, something to think on. That's what the writer Paul is saying, the apostle Paul is saying. Now's the time. The dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. So that voice went into all the earth. Now, at that time, I, I believe it went into all the Jewish kingdom, the whole Roman Empire, the whole earth. To them, that may have been all there, but I believe this voice rocked the whole world. While it may have literally at that time been spoken to the Jew, to the Jew first. This voice of Christ, through the apostles, went into the whole earth and is still alive today. It's the everlasting gospel. And the end of that old Jewish system came. It was done away at the cross and it came up on the earth. The destruction of the temple. God doesn't dwell in temples made by hands. He's not going back to that old covenant temple. He has a many-member body upon the earth who is declaring the resurrection and the life in the earth today. They are declaring Christ Jesus the Lord. Well, we'll stop right here today and uh, plan. Lord Willem will pick this back up next week. May God richly bless you. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. Amen.